0: Everyone. welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie It's Wednesday, it's November 24th. It's 2021. We have 13 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going? Everybody? I'm getting slaughter on my basketball bets today.
1: Apparently, THT decided he did not want to play basketball today. And Cunningham decided he did not want to shoot well. But... There's always tomorrow and we got 13 games. So I'm going to be, I'm going to have a lot of bets today. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm getting crushed in betting DFS prize picks, everything today. So, um, ready to erase, um, ready to erase Wednesday or Tuesday slate and move on to this one. This is a huge slate. Like you said, there's no basketball on Thursday. So, I mean, we're getting some back to backs, but I mean, there's a lot to get through here. So let's just jump in. We get started with Phoenix at Cleveland 211 total. Phoenix six point favorite. Kaminsky's out. Garland is questionable. Um Mobley's out. Sexton's out. Let's start with the Phoenix side of things here. What do you like here for the Suns? Eight and
1: it's pretty much just Aiden. I mean, Paul and Booker, really, the price tags aren't paying off. They can go off for a massive outing at any given time. Like, yes, that can, can happen, but on 13-game slate. I'll take my shots elsewhere. So, pretty much crossing both of them off the board. Bridges, like, not really seeing a huge game out of him in this spot. To me, it's just really Aiden's eight. been playing fantastic recently. Probably hasn't gotten enough of a salary increase considering how good he's been. 45, 37, 35, 41, 39. I think one of those games was a blowout. He's he's just been playing really well. He's been getting a ton of boards. He's been heavily involved in the offense. He's been playing well. Matching versus Cleveland, pretty solid overall spot for him. So Aiden is the only guy I have interest in on Phoenix, but I'm crossing off a lot of guys on this side of the slate.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Aiden, and even Aiden is someone that I'm kind of iffy on here. At 7,400, I don't mind the price. Um, I, I mean, Chris Paul and Booker, like you said, they can kind of go off in any spot. But, uh, I mean, this is just not one of those games that I, I love these guys. And, I mean, outside of those guys, I mean, Bridges at 5,100. He's playing good minutes. He just hasn't been producing. Um, on the Cleveland side, I mean, if Garland ends up sitting here, Ricky Rubio, even at 6,800, is probably too cheap. Um, with Sexton and Garland out. What are your thoughts here on Cleveland?
1: Yeah, Rubio immediately becomes a pretty solid overall play. I mean, Garland's taking up so much of the usage that if he doesn't end up playing, then Rubio should be set to play a whole lot of minutes, and he's going to take a whole lot of shots, be heavily involved in the entire offense. Even at 6,800, like, he he was putting up 35-plus points with Garland in the offense. If he's out of there, then decent pace of match versus Phoenix – it's a solid overall spot outside of him. Like, obviously, you can take a shot on Jared Allen. I don't love it, I don't hate it. But the interesting guy is Marcus in there at 5,400. Um, I think that like he, he played 31 minutes in the last game. If he's going to continue to play that, especially if Garland's the lineup, maybe he shoots the ball a bit more, but just seems like a spot where he could end up putting up a decent amount of points with that. It just seems like a bad price tag. They raised it $400, and realistically, with Without Mobley in there, if Garland's not in there, like someone's got to shoot. And I think that marketing could end up being that guy. I mean, we know Dean Wade, Okoro, both those guys really aren't going to do too much. If Jetty ends up missing,
0: oh, he's, he's, probable. Probable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's probably going to end up playing, but he's a little bit overpriced and he's not going to take that much of the offense. But a lot of these guys just really don't shoot in here. So if Garland's out, marketing becomes a great play. Even if Garland ends up playing, I think marketing is a pretty solid overall play.
0: Yeah, I mean, they. They said they were going to kind of limit Markkinen's minutes in his return last game, and he played 31 minutes. So uh, I like marketing here at 5,400. I I really like Markkinen and Rubio. If Garland sits, I I like Rubio more. Um, Moving on, we got the Lakers and the Pacers. No total in this game. Lakers on the second end of a back-to-back, so we'll see. Uh, If any injury news comes out of that, LeBron should be back here. Um, He served his one-game suspension. Anthony Davis was questionable going into Tuesday's game and ended up playing. Um, So we'll see. And then on the Pacer side, LeVert's questionable. Warren's out. If everybody's good to go here for the Lakers, I mean, it's it's probably a pass for me. Yep, full-on
1: pass. If someone ends up sitting like Davis or Westbrook, I don't expect James to then, yeah, you can play the other two guys. But if they're all in there, just a full-on pass to me. I and mean, if one of them ends up sitting, I think THT becomes interesting, even though he crushed my soul tonight. Um, still a guy that can put up a decent outing. But, yeah, there, there's just no point in going with any of these guys. Like, you have three guys over 10K. Chances of one of, them, one of them hitting value is decent, but good luck guessing which one it's going to be in your better off just taking a shot on someone else.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I don't really have a ton of interest. And then on the Pacer side of things, I mean, if Levert sits, that could potentially open up a few things here. But overall, I feel like these guys are all kind of priced appropriately. I think the only guy that I think you could have tournament interest in here is Sabonis.
1: I mean, I don't hate Brogdon. Like, it's it's interesting here. Like, obviously, they've been involved in two blowouts in the last two games. Like no one's played over 30 minutes in three straight games for this entire team. Again, could be the Charlotte game was where the bench was just actually doing some work. But I don't, I don't know. I'm worried about how many minutes they can end up playing. Still, I think a matchup versus the Lakers, like Sabonis or Brogdon, could go out, end up going off for a pretty big game. Their price tags seem a little bit low if they're going to play a decent amount of minutes going up against a bad defensive Lakers team, paying, playing at a decent pace. So I think those two guys offer a little bit of upside. If LeVert ends up getting ruled out, then, yeah, I think you can take a shot on any guy that's going to get minutes increase. But most of them are probably priced about where they should be. I mean, Duarte is a guy that you can end up taking a shot on at 4,100. But, yeah, like it's probably Sabonis and Brogdon.
0: Charlotte at Orlando, no total in this game. Washington's doubtful. Cole Anthony's out. Mike Carter Williams out. Fultz is out. Um, Isaac is out, and Moore is out. Harris is questionable. We'll go to the Charlotte side of things here. Um, I mean, this is a good matchup for Lamelo. It's more of just his price. Um, what are your thoughts here on the mat or on the Charlotte side?
1: Yeah, I mean, Mel- Lamelo. It's pretty much his price. I mean, there's a lot of mouse speed, so I'm probably not going Bridges, Hayward, Rogier. Like, of no, those guys are really that interesting to me because of how many guys there are in here. The chance of a blowout is always on the table whenever Orlando's playing. So I'm probably fading this game entirely. But the only guy that I would have any interest in because of his massive upside. But the price tag just makes me kind of want to steer clear of that. Not going to argue with it, but if you're doing that, you are probably bring him back with some Orlando guys hoping that the game ends up staying close.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely worried about a potential blowout here. I think someone like Rogier, if the game is staying close, I don't mind him. Uh, but overall, not a ton of interest in in Charlotte in this one. I mean, we, we've we seen some good games recently for Ubre, but the minutes are just kind of all over the place, so I don't really want to trust him. He got into some foul trouble last time out. I mean, that could be a potential reason why he didn't get his minutes he had been seeing. Um, I mean, on the Orlando side here, Orlando Magic, they're they're such a tough team to kind of figure out. Um, We all thought that Suggs would see a huge increase with Anthony out last game. Milwaukee just absolutely crushed them. And Suggs, I mean, he didn't even play a ton of first quarter minutes or first half minutes. Like, I'm a Magic fan, and good luck figuring out this rotation for this team without Cole Anthony.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to take shots on these guys. I mean, I think MC or Wendell Carter has some upside. Bamba has some upside. Hampton, in a blowout, he'll end up getting some run towards the end of the game. And he seems like he's a little bit cheap considering he's kind of blowout-proof. Suggs, I keep thinking that he's going to end up doing something. And anytime I do, he obviously ends up just playing terribly. I mean, that matchup versus Milwaukee was just horrible. Like, just absolutely horrible. Suggs got into some foul trouble. Game was pretty much over after the first quarter. I think they were down by, by like 30 after the first quarter. It was just a complete mess. So don't even look at the box scores saying they only lost by 30. They were down by like 50 at halftime. It was bad. But I think you can take a shot on some of these guys. I mean, I don't love it. But I think that like Hampton, Suggs, Carter, Bomba, like Wagner – any one of them could end up with a pretty decent game here. I mean, Charlotte's not a good defensive team. I, I, Orlando's lost me so much money recently. And I think I'm still going to go back to the well.
0: I hear you, buddy. I, I hear you. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so tough to figure out. Charlotte's such a bad defensive team. Um, if I remember correctly, right? They're a bad defensive team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they play at such a fast pace. Maybe this is what Suggs needs. Maybe he needs like a pace-up spot here. Um the last pace-up spot he got was jeez. Man, they don't play fast at all. Um Yeah, he really hasn't had many pace-up spots. The first Milwaukee game the other day was a pretty good pace game. Brooklyn game was a good pace game and then Minnesota earlier this season Um, Not a ton of fast-paced games. So I I do think this is a good spot for Suggs. I I think Mo Bamba and William Carter Jr. are interesting. Hampton's interesting. Um, I do – I will say this. I like Hampton more if Gary Harris sits. Um, Because, I mean, I just – the minutes are there if that happens. Oh, man, Orlando Magic. They're tough, man. They're tough to figure out.
1: Yep. Yes, they are again.
0: Okiki 4k Ross. I mean, 3.6k. I know it's just Franz Wagner. Like, this matchup,
1: I, I'm probably gonna wait and see where the projections have them at.
0: Uh, and yeah. then
1: probably end up playing with Griga. I, I, I the
0: matchup myself. is fantastic. That's why we're sitting here talking about the Magic so much on a 13 game slate. Charlotte is
1: fantastic, and no one's priced up, everyone's cheap. It's
0: because they stink. Brooklyn at Boston, 216 total. Brooklyn, one-point favorite. Bruce Brown, Claxton, Harris, Kyrie out. And then on the Boston side, Jalen Brown is questionable. Um, And Josh Richardson is questionable. So we'll start here with Brooklyn. I mean, obviously Bruce Brown and, and Joe Harris being out frees up some minutes here for Patty Mills. His price has started to catch up to the production for him. I mean, Bembry. His minutes have kind of been all over the place. Um, I mean, I really just don't have a ton of interest in Brooklyn here outside of, you know, maybe taking shots on Durant or Harden. I'm just
1: full-on fading him. Like,
0: I have no interest in them at all. It's
1: a tough match going up against Boston, Harden, and Durant. Like, it's a big enough slate where I'd rather go with other superstars. Patty Mills has gotten priced up enough, and while he maybe had been a great play on another slate where there was like three or four games, 13-game slate with his current price tag. I'm just not seeing a huge amount of upside. Yes, he's been producing, but it's just not there. I know the LMA had a pretty darn good night the other night, started the second half, ended up playing 34 minutes. I'm not banking on that again. I'm not banking on his production like that again. So I'm probably just out on every single Brooklyn player.
0: And then on the Boston side, I mean, if Jalen Brown sits – I have interest in Schroeder and smart. If Jalen Brown plays, I don't really have a ton of interest. Um, I, I think Robert Williams is all about, um, it. you know, if we get any kind of minutes, you know, news on him. Uh, if Richardson sits, we could potentially see a few extra minutes uh, for some of these guards.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much just if Brown sits, then I'd have interest in smart, true, more smart than true. If Brown plays, then I'm just full-on fading him. I mean, obviously, Brown is upsetting. Tatum does have some upside. Not a guy that I've been going with a ton recently. Probably going to end up staying that way. Yes, he has a bit of a ceiling. Price tag isn't horrible if Brown ends up sitting, but not something I'm terribly interested in. So, all depends on the Brown news, but realistically, if he's out, then it's probably just the two main
0: guards. Um. Moving on, we got Chicago at Houston, 212.5 total, Chicago 8.5-point favorite. Caruso and Vucevic are both questionable. Williams is still out. Porter Jr. is questionable on the Houston side. Um, I think this is interesting as far as Vuce is concerned. He's been out for a while. Um, I mean, I think this is one of those spots we could potentially see we have they have Thanksgiving off. Maybe they give him a couple extra days for conditioning. Um, or they they run him back here and he plays like 25 minutes. If Vooch plays, I really don't have a ton of interest in Chicago.
1: I really don't have a ton of interest in Chicago, regardless. I mean, it's going up against Houston, Houston's absolutely terrible. I get I get that it's a good pace-up matchup. I get all these things. And yes, I'm not gonna argue with playing DeRozan or Levine if Vooch ends up not playing, but like I, I'm worried about a blowout here. There's not anyone I want to bring it back with over on the Houston side of things. So it's an interesting situation where uh, probably will end up going with n- absolutely no one if Vuchins are playing and only have a very small amount of interest in DeRozan and Levine because so we know that they're going to do all the work, one of them might end up going off, but both the price tags are about where they should be. It's a big enough slate with the potential of a blowout in this one. I think it's just worth going a full-on fake because neither DeRozan or Levine are likely to kill you on any given the slate, especially well, if this game does stay close, then they can, but it's it's unlikely that it does.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're playing a bunch of tournament teams, you could always potentially game stack this game, hoping it stays close. You could you know, play Christian Wood or if Kevin Porter Jr. Um, I mean, they they said he's going to play, so I mean, maybe you take some shots on on him or, or Jalen Green or um, Sin Jalen or... Green's
1: hot garbage.
0: <laughs> i was just saying, like if you if you're game stacking, like who oh, do you I understand. Think is I just wanted on? to let
1: you know, or I wanted to let the people know that he is in fact hot garbage.
0: How do you really feel, Grant? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, anything else on the Houston side?
1: No, nah, I mean, KBJ or Wood, if you really do want to stack it up, if Vooch doesn't end up playing, you want to bring it back with Levine or DeRozan, that's fine. I think they're better priced over, or One of them's better priced over on FanDuel. But, I mean, realistically, I don't think this game stays close. I and mean, Chicago is not really a great match, especially if Vooch ends up playing.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um. Moving on. Toronto at Memphis. 218 and a half total. Memphis four-point favorite. Uh, Precious and OG questionable for Toronto. Brooks questionable for Memphis. Melton's out. What are your thoughts here on Toronto?
1: I mean, if OG ends up missing, I think you can take a shot on the Barnes. You can take a shot on Ben Vliet, Siakam. Like, all of them are fine. It's a good matchup going up against Memphis. If OG ends up playing, then I think there's just too many mouths to feed. Yes, any one of them could go off on any given night, but the Chances of it aren't great, but like they all become interesting if OG's out. Because I mean, this is a very solid matchup, they're a fast paced match, they're not great defensively. Like, I could see Siakam would probably be my favorite and has a shot at going for close to 50, um, followed by Van Bleet, followed by Barnes. It, it's just all a scenario where anyone, these four guys end up missing, then the other three become viable options. If OG ends up playing, None of them are really that viable of an option, but this game or this matchup versus Memphis makes the upside for Barnes, Van Vliet, Siakam, pretty solid if OG ends up missing.
0: Fair enough. I mean, if OG sits, I have some interest in Van Vliet. I, I think if OG plays, Van Vliet is kind of price appropriate. I think he's kind of price appropriate regardless I still think Siakam has some ceiling at eighty one hundred if he's able to get you know thirty five minutes and this game stays close. So I definitely have interest in Siakam if OG sits. I don't mind maybe you know looking at Gary Trent on other sites. I think sixty one hundred he's kind of priced appropriately on um, DraftKings and it's kind of it. Birch is cheap if if Precious sits and OG sits, maybe Birch plays. 25 minutes but i think we're going to find better value on a 13 game slate so talk to me here about the memphis side
1: and jaws kind of always in play but he's priced about where he should be um the real interesting guys are obviously bane if brooks ends up missing um i think bane's a very solid play at 5.5k I and mean, we saw what he could do last game put up 44 points he's going to shoot the ball a lot and he's going to play a good amount of minutes i mean brooks eats up a lot of the usage when he's in the offense. So. Banging an uptick in minutes, uptick in usage, he becomes a very solid overall option. I think also if Brooks is out, I think you can go with Jackson. Um, always a guy that could potentially get into foul trouble and play mid-low 20s in minutes. But if he stays out of foul trouble, which is less likely in this spot with both Siakam and with uh, Barnes in there, like he could end up being matched up on either of them. So it's it's kind of all dependent on the Brooks news. If he's out, Jackson and Vane become good plays. If he's in, then I mean, I guess you can take a shot on Brooks, hope he gets hot from behind the arc and ends up with a pretty solid overall uh, outing. But yeah, like it, it, it's just kind of dependent on Brooks news. So hopefully we get that before lock.
0: I mean, you never know. <laughs> like, it's the um, NBA. You I mean, it's the it's the NBA. Um, so you never know i mean i feel like they have gotten better over the last year i don't know how much credit i want to give them i think they've gotten better over the last year but i think that's the only credit i'm going to give them um yeah moving on we got detroit at milwaukee 214 and a half total in this game the bucks 14 point favorite it is a back-to-back for Detroit, so we'll have to kind of see. Um, we know Stewart's out, right? He had a two-game suspension, so this yep. would be the the second end. Um, and Hayes, they came out yesterday and said that he will miss at least two more games, so we know both of those guys are out. Olenek, I, I don't think that his timetable was anywhere close, so it's more of like if anybody um, comes back, comes out of the game with an injury or anything like that, so... Detroit, second end of a back-to-back going into Milwaukee. Any interest here in Detroit?
1: I mean, I think Cunningham's interesting in the matchup. Again, the potential of a blowout here, them being 14-point dogs, does does scare me a little bit. I mean, obviously, they're going to need a little bit more size with, uh, what's his name, going up against Giannis, like Lyles, Garza, are both a little bit interesting as salary savers, depending on what else ends up opening up on this slate at 3.2k and 3k. I know they didn't do great tonight, but they are going to need a little bit of size going up against Giannis. Cunningham, like he, he did play terrible and he also got into some foul trouble. Cunningham's interesting though. Like the usage is there, he can get the peripheral stats. This guy is good. 7.6k after disappointing everyone tonight. I think that he could end up with a pretty decent outing. If this game ends up staying close, I I'm guessing he will. So I think Cunningham grant and one of the cheaper pieces are not the worst pieces to throw. If you're playing on playing Giannis over on the other side.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think this game stays close, so it's tough for me to get overly excited just in general about this game. Um, I think this is one of those games that I might fade just, uh, yeah, it's it's just tough for me to sit here and go, oh, I like this spot. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't think this game stays close. I think Cunningham will have usage regardless in this game, but at 7,600, I don't know if he's worth the risk in this spot to roll him out there in a game that I don't think is going to stay close. Yeah, And then on the buck side, I mean, Uh, full fade on Giannis for me outside if I stack this game but I just Middleton Portis like these guys are all price appropriate for a game that probably doesn't stay close
1: yeah that's pretty much where I'm at I mean all these guys are expensive this game has a 14 point spread again like the I I would be surprised if I end up like playing Giannis in one lineup and bringing it back with Cunningham and Maybe just Cunningham actually. Just hoping that these guys end up staying in for a full lot minute minutes, or if it does turn into a little bit of blah, it's not until later on in the game. But with the price tags on all these guys, it's it's just tough to really play any of them on a fourteen point spread.
0: Yeah, I mean it is. It's very tough. Um yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I don't like I said, I think you could stack this game and I think that's realistically the only way that you could play this game. Miami at Minnesota, 213.5 total. Miami, two-point favorite. They're on the second end of a back-to-back, so we'll see if anything comes out of that. They had a couple question marks going into Tuesday's game, and then, I mean, Minnesota, Okoji's questionable, but nothing too too concerning as far as injury reports. So talk to me here about the heat. I really don't want to. I mean,
1: I'm not going to be surprised if, one of bam or butler ends up sitting this one out i mean miami's been all over the place with their injury report recently wouldn't be surprised if hero or lowry like anyone on the second end of the back-to-back right before thanksgiving just giving them an extra day off here it, it would not surprise me but assuming that everyone plays and butler being at 10k i'm probably just out like on this entire game it is a solid spot for miami but Everyone being priced where they are, it's just tough to really rely on any of these guys to end up hitting value. Butler would be the most likely candidate because outside of tonight, he was playing at a very high level recently, putting up good fantasy outings. He was starting. He started off this game like putting up like ten points in the first quarter, and then had five the rest of the game. Just couldn't make a shot and just decided not to shoot anymore. So it's it's a spot where I think you can just full on fade this entire game and be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean. Bam is not going to get many better matchups than what he got yesterday. Um, I mean, Detroit didn't have anyone to match up with Bam. And he still only took 10 shots. Like, I mean, the Minnesota matchup on paper is fantastic. So if I was going to play somebody from Miami, it'd probably be him. And then on the Minnesota side of things, I mean, I don't love the spot for really any of these guys. Tough defensive matchup. It's going to be a slower-paced game. Edwards is kind of priced where his production has been. Russell is kind of priced where his production has been. And I think if I'm playing anybody from Minnesota, it's someone like Pat Beverly.
1: Yeah. No, I don't hate Pat Bev. I mean, he's been doing pretty well recently. He's horribly priced. I mean, again, it all kind of depends on what value ends up opening up. But the guy's been up over 28 points in each of the last four games, averaging close to 33 during that time span at 5K. Not a terrible idea here, but it's a tough matchup for Russell, for Edwards, for Towns. GPP shots on any of them, that's fine. But I, I, I'm probably just, like I said, staying away from this game. I don't think it's going to be terribly high, terribly high scoring. Wouldn't be surprised if Miami blows them out. Just doesn't really make it worth playing any of these guys because none of them have a great individual matchup. and They all kind of eat into each other's usage.
0: Utah at OKC two ten and a half total. Utah 12 and a half point favorites. Go bet that right now. Um SGA's out. Utah's good to go. Like it it seems kind of low, doesn't it? Utah minus it's in OKC.
1: I think it stays closer. I I actually I I think that it stays closer. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't OKC can also like keep it close with anyone just because they shoot from down the, the arc, and if they just have a decent shooting, night, I mean, Dort will probably be on Mitchell, which definitely can control him a little bit. I think that this game actually stays close. I have some interest over on the OKC side, but we'll get back to, to that in a second.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the Utah side of things, I mean, I don't hate Mike Conley. I Just overall, I don't like the spot for Utah because I'm opposite. I mean, I don't think this game stays close. I think Utah crushes them in this game, but if it does stay close, I mean, Mitchell, Conley, I don't think I'd play Gobert regardless today just because, gosh, I mean, it's a great spot. It's just there's so many good center plays today.
1: Yeah, I mean, the positional scarcity is the tough part with Gobert, and Mitchell, like, getting door defense is going to be a little tough, but he can obviously beat anyone. And he's going to be checking regardless, so I, I don't mind Gobert or Mitchell or Conley. Like, I'm probably going to be throwing them in – one of them in, maybe two of them in on game stacks. I think that this is a pretty solid overall game stack. I could be alone here, and yes, this game could end up blowing out, but if it ends up staying close, like Gobert could have a massive game. Mitchell could have a massive game. Conley could have a pretty good game. I think that it's just an overall not horrible idea to stack this game up. It's in OKC. If it was in Utah, it'd be a whole different thing, but I, th- I think that this game stays close, and so I think Gobert... Would be the likeliest candidate to go off, but Mitchell not far behind.
0: Um, all right, the Thunder side of things. I mean, SGA being out definitely opens up usage and potential here. It's just a really tough matchup going up against Utah. Uh, you mentioned Dort. I think this is a good spot for Josh Giddy. I, I mean, he's going to shoot a lot, he's someone that attributes. On rebounds and assists, Um, I just man, this matchup scares me. You like this way more than I do.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, without SGA in there, like I know it didn't quite work out this way for anyone except for Giddy the other night. But Bazel, like we've seen big games out of Dort before, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another big one out of him again. Like someone's going to have to shoot in this spot here. And yes, Giddy's the most likely candidate, but Dort or Bazel could end up with a big outing here. We've seen these guys crush in random given spots without SGA in there. The usage that he's had all season are going to get spread up. We only have one game sample size of them without SGA. I think this year it was the last one. And just because of what happened there does not mean that that's going to happen again. So I, I, I'm going to be stacking up this game because I think most people are going to end up staying away. And I mean, Dort at 5K, he gets hot from behind the arc. He could easily end up with 45 points in this spot. Like I love the upside of this spot, and I think that it could end up destroying my night, but I don't care. Like I, I see too much value here in Giddy Dort and Basley. If this game ends up staying close, I don't know if I'd play all three of them, but even two of them in any given lineup, bringing it back with Mitchell or Gobert, I think is a, a great way to start out some of your lineups on this slate.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, if we take SGA off, we do have. A decent amount of sample. Uh, Dort sees a five percent increase in usage, but his actual fantasy production goes down. Um,
1: it's because he mostly played terrible in the last game. That's yeah, a great... I mean,
0: uh, it's such a small sample that it's so tar like so hard to kind of. I mean, Kendrick Williams has the most minutes. You know, as far as just with with him off the floor, and uh, I mean, he only played like fourteen minutes, and it's mostly bench and. Garbage time minutes and stuff like that. So, I, I, you know, you can't even trust stuff like that for OKC. So, Washington at New Orleans, 208.5 total here. Washington, three and a half point favorite. Bryant and Hachimura out. Graham questionable. Zion out. Talk to me here about Washington.
1: I mean, full on fame this game, but if you want to take a shot on Beale, obviously he's going up against the Pelicans. This game could end up being another blowout here. Always offers some upside. He hasn't really hit it much so far this season, but obviously can happen at any given time in 9.3k going up against the Pelicans. Always seems like a decent spot. Dinwiddie, Kuzma both priced about where they should be, considering that Beal is in the lineup. Again, I think that their price tags need to drop a bit before they become very viable options. Um with Beal in there. Like Dinwiddie has been horrible the last three games. Kuzma. Yes, he can get hot shooting, and he can get a double-double in any given game. And he's paid off his price tag a little bit, even with Beal in there, but not something I fully want to trust and not something that's worth it on this size of a slate. Harrell, again, you're getting 25 to close to 30 minutes, but as long as Gafford's in there, his boom nights are going to come and his bust nights are going to come. So I I think that there's a game that with the potential of a blowout, I I just want full-on fade the Washington side.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Gafford at 4,200. He was playing 24 to 27 minutes most nights uh, before he went down. And he played 21 minutes against Charlotte the other night. You know, I think this is a spot you could potentially play him. I think Harrell has the most ceiling. It's just the minutes are all over the place. When they give him the minutes, he crushes. So, Uh, And I always think you could take shots on Bradley Beal. Um, I mean, this is a guy, when he gets hot from three, he'll keep shooting his home road splits scare me a little bit. It's been a lot better at home this season than he has been on the road. And then on the new Orleans side of things, I mean, Graham matters, right? If Graham were to sit in this game, Alexander Walker is 5,300. He'd be someone that I'd really be considering. Josh Hart would be someone that would be in play. What are your thoughts here on new Orleans?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be full on fading them regardless. Again, Washington's a bad or a good defensive team for some reason this year, playing at a much slower pace. Good, completely activity.
0: opposite of what they were last year
1: yes good slower pace good defense just no no what we saw last year so i'm fading it but like if you wanted to play beal or montrezl and you wanted to bring it back like you said nah or Hart, if graham ends up missing is not the worst idea in the world ingram should be chucking out there 7.7k you're not getting a huge ceiling but you're getting enough of a floor and a pretty decent ceiling. J Val can go off in any given game. You should see a little bit of an uptick in usage if Graham's off the floor. But I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just full on fading this game. Like, I have, I have no real desire to play any of these guys.
0: Atlanta at San Antonio. 221 and a half total here. Atlanta, three point favorite. Hunter remains out. Collins is out. McDermott is questionable on the San Antonio side. Um, looking at Atlanta here. I think this game is sneaky good.
1: I don't hate it as a game stack. Like...
0: Yeah, I really think, like, San Antonio, middle of the road defensive team this season, but they've been pushing the pace so much. Like, I think the last time I looked, they were, like, fourth or fifth in pace. I think, like, this could be a spot that, like, Trey Young could have a really big game. And I mean, you could run it back with DeJounte Murray and you could have like a a less than 5% owned stack because they're so expensive and nobody's going to play that.
1: Yeah, I mean, even throwing in Capella is not the worst idea in the world. If you want to run an extra piece, Herder with Hunter out, like not the worst idea in the world. He had a pretty decent game the other night putting up, what was it, close to 30 4,600, there's worse things you can do. I don't like the $400 price increase, but with the pace up matchup, it's not a bad piece to throw in there. Don't know if I go Collins, don't know if I go Bogdanovich, but yeah, like Trey Young always offers you a huge amount of upside in any given game. Capella can put up a pretty big game, especially in a fast paced matchup. This is a sneaky good game stack. While none of the pieces really stand out as great plays individually, Um, in this game being a shootout, any one of these guys can end up going off.
0: I mean, yeah, like the San Antonio side, Murray is someone that could crush in this spot. And Podal 31 minutes last time out against Phoenix. This is a much better matchup. If he's going to get 30 minutes, I think he's in play at 5,700. Um, I mean, White, he's been playing, you know, big minutes on and off here. So he's just someone that is is very hit or miss. But, I mean, I don't mind this game just in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, Potal sitting at 5,700. We saw what this guy was doing earlier on this season when he was all the way up to 7K. And now, like, he's played 31 minutes in the last game. He could end up seeing more in this game. He might need to size a little bit. He has 40-some-odd point upside at 5,700. DeJounte Murray we've seen over and over again this season put up close to 60 or above 60, like – this is, like you said, this is a sneaky good game stack. And while I said a lot of the Atlanta players don't really stand out as individual good plays, both Puddle and Murray are actually good plays on this slate going up against Atlanta.
0: Philly at Golden State, 213.5 total here. Golden State, 10.5-point favorites. Seth Curry, questionable. And beat out. Danny Green, questionable. Tobias Harris, questionable. Iguodala, Wiseman, Clay out for Golden State. Um, looking at Philly here, I mean, this is impossible to break down the night before. Let's just talk a couple different scenarios here. If Tobias sits, who are you most likely to look at here for Philly?
1: If Seth Curry plays and Tobias sits, then uh, I have an interest in Seth Curry, interest in Yang. If Tobias sits, I have interest in Yang. Regardless, and probably Cork regardless, and maybe a little bit and a little bit of drumming. Um, if Seth Curry sits and Tobias plays, I don't really have much interest in anything. If both Kurt Harris and Curry sit, it's a big bump to Shake Milton, who should play some increased minutes and is sitting there at 4800. Maxi's probably priced by where he should be, he's going up against a tough Golden State team. Philly plays way better at home than on the road, so this game could easily end up being a blowout. So these are all pieces that I'm probably going to end up using if I'm bringing it back with uh, Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Seth and Tobias sit, I really like Drummond, and I really like Milton. Maxi. I think his price is just kind of where it should be. Maybe you could get him cheaper on Yahoo or FanDuel. Or, I mean, play the props game with him and just kind of hope that his point prop comes in under 20 because it won't. It will not. (laughs) It was like
1: 22 after Seth Curry. I mean, if Curry plays, it'll be around 19.5.
0: Is this one of those things where in the morning, if it's at like 19 and a half because you don't have Tobias News or anything, do you just roll the dice? No. Okay. Now, the chance
1: of the chance. I would in another matchup. I almost did the other night um, when Tobias was thinking about sitting. But, like, you need the Tobias news here because it's largely dependent on if this game ends up staying close. And I don't know if it will end up staying close being played away from – if this game were in Philly, I'd definitely have more interest in it. But being in Golden State, it's just a tough place to play. I I don't know if I can really bet any of these props, no matter what they're telling me outside of maybe, like, Drummond rebounds because they really don't have a lot of size to go up against them
0: yeah i mean this is a tough matchup for philly in general um golden state has been one of the best teams all season let's talk warriors here i mean steph is just he's so good um i mean Jordan Poole is still getting usage. It's just his games seem like they're very hit or miss right now. Um, I mean, he crushed last time out, obvious reasons. What are your thoughts just here on Golden State in general?
1: Likely just Curry. And that's if I'm playing some Philly guys. Like, even if I'm not playing Philly guys, I think Curry is still in play. I mean, the guy can go out for a massive game any given night. Like, we've seen Steph Curry just go out there and go nuts all the time. But outside of him, like, I mean, maybe Draymond is not the worst play in the world at 6,700. This is the type of outing where he could end up with four or five steals going up against kind of a sloppy Philly team. Um, Wiggins and Poole are fine, but guys i will probably end up avoiding. Yeah. To me, this is this game. Like it relies so much on news of Harris and Seth Curry um that i i just can't imagine playing anyone outside of curry too much in this game outside of a full-on game stack
0: portland at sacramento is where we finish portland currently playing still there is a total on a couple sites it's 226 portland a three-point favorite um i mean both teams are potentially healthy as long i mean i've been watching the portland game before we got going nothing um that i saw Starting with Portland here, um, any interest in the Trailblazers?
1: I mean, Dame McCollum, like, not a horrible play, but I don't see this as a spot where he's going to end up playing a ton of minutes. So, like McCollum seems too cheap at 7,600. Sacramento is going to play at a pretty good pace. Like, it's a solid overall. This is going to just be a high-scoring game, I think. You said it was 226?
0: Yeah, a couple books have it at 226.
1: I might bet the over on that. Like, I think this could be a very high scoring game here.
0: I mean, this is probably my favorite game on the slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just like my, my on the Portland side. My problem is I only want to play McCollum and Lillard. Like, do you see anyone else? Like, I love a lot of plays over on the Sacramento side, but I can see Portland...
0: I could see Nurkic not playing as many minutes on the second end of a back to back and Nance getting decent minutes in this game, so maybe like a Maybe like a Larry Nance at 4,100. um, Maybe like a Nasir Little at 4K. Like one of those guys. I don't know if I'd play them together, obviously. But I mean, Nurkic, I was just kind of looking through um, his log here. And like the second end of a back-to-back, his minutes have kind of been limited. And I mean, like the Toronto game, he played 18 minutes. He had zero fouls. So it's, it wasn't even like foul trouble. The Phoenix game, I mean, he had a ton of fouls in that game. So it's it's... Still, kind of tough to figure out the fouls. He played 22 minutes against the Lakers with only two fouls. So, I mean, I just think they potentially limit Nurkic's minutes here. And I think Nance would be the guy that benefits the most from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I like that Nance call. I actually really like
0: that Nance call on the second of the back to back as he makes a dunk. Um, the Sacramento side. Sacramento is a team that is super frustrating right now for me. Uh, I mean, they didn't look good against Philly, a very shorthanded Philly team. Uh, I mean, Harrison Barnes started the season so strong and he just kind of has fallen off. I think if you're looking at the Sacramento team, you're just kind of maybe taking some tournament shots on like a Buddy Heel, a Halliburton, maybe you take fox if you think this game is going to be high scoring but overall um, met2 maybe uh, i just they're they're a tough team to kind of figure out right now i mean i get that but there is a he,
1: like this type this of game, game is just so awesome yeah yeah and then you didn't mention holmes i think holmes has some praise and upside at 6100 like everyone's price is down Barnes is just kind of not shooting as much like, yeah, he started off the season so hot. We saw this last year, and he just, like, at one point in the season was just crushing every single game and then just came down to earth. Like, I think with him kind of falling off the map, going up against Portland, very solid overall matchup, second end of a back-to-back, like, Fox, Holmes, Hyde are by far my three favorite, probably in that order. And then Halliburton is also fine. I think one of these guys, probably two of these guys drastically beat their value here. Like I really like this game and all three, all four of these guys, those guys are underpriced when you consider their potential upside new coach in place. I know it turned out a little bit weird the other night going up against Philly. No one, I don't think anyone ended up crushing their price tag there. Um, But I like, I really like Fox. I really like Holmes. I, think Hyde's going to get more playing time, be more involved with the new coach. Like, I think all these guys can crush here.
0: Was Walton fire before or after that game? Uh, Before. Okay. I couldn't remember. I was thinking about that earlier, too. Um, I mean, the team team is so talented. There's so much talent on the Kings. I, I think that's the most frustrating thing about them, right? Like, there's just so much talent there.
1: Yeah. No, it's definitely... Definitely uh, a rough spot, and I know a lot of Kings fans that I've hear, had to hear complain like the last season. <laughs> so, would suck to be a Kings fan.
0: It's worse being a Sonics fan. All right. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like here?
1: talked about so many games here. Ah gosh, I can't can't say that because he's 5.1k. Darn you, Dort. Um, so I'm basically, you go ahead and say yours. As I'm looking,
0: I mean, I'm gonna instantly regret this, but I'm gonna go Jalen Suggs. I was just Charlotte. about yeah. to
1: go with that. I'll go RJ Hampton.
0: Yeah, it's just inst- instant regret. Um, yeah,
1: I, 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 it's gonna be so tough. Like, I, the last. Magic game, I had eight bets on eight overs on magic players. You know how many of them hit? Zero. Zero is the correct answer. And
0: maybe I had a few of those too. So,
1: yeah. And I, gosh, I don't, I I might, I might just, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw like $100 bets down for funsies just to at least make something or lose a nominal amount but
0: yeah. uh over 8k to go under 5x who's your bust at the top today
1: i'll go with westbrook
0: oh you took my guy um i think i'm gonna go harden at I'm eleven solid. seven. like he's priced for that 70 point game that he put up with duran out the other day and i just think he's too expensive Favorite 6X play? Giannis was my other one for what it's worth. My favorite 6X play. Who do you got today? I'm going Dork. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to roll the dice a little bit and say Ricky Rubio. I think it's really harder. I think it's harder for him to get there if Garland plays. But if Garland is out, Ricky Rubio is in a great spot. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got today? Buddy Hat. Buddy had. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm going to go with a stack today. I'm going to say DeJounte Murray and Trey Young as my Let's Get Weird GPP play as a stack at 96 and 9,500, hoping that that game really is the type of game I'm kind of hoping for. Uh, Any bets standing out to you here night before?
1: Uh, I mean, I already said the over in the uh, whatever game it was. Um, I'm I'm checking out the, Sacramento. Yeah, I'm checking out the lines, right point lines and i uh, Giddy over thirteen and a half points at plus one oh five on the DK Sportsbook is pretty solid there. Um, yeah, they don't have a, some lines out because of all the injuries. I think Jacob Potal to get a double double is I'm looking up the odds right now, but I think it's like plus four. 400 it's hard to find on the set well you know i'll just do jacob total points plus assists at eight over or points plus rebounds at over 18 and a half is pretty
0: darn solid there yep i like that one um i mean i kind of like washington minus three and a half i think that's too low yeah i think that's too low i can't believe that's the line I mean, I write these down as opening lines. So I don't know if it's moved or not, but um, that's what it opened at. So we'll see. Let's see. I'm going to look it up really quick. Yeah, I'm already on it. Don't worry.
1: Um, Washington minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to hit that right now.
0: Minus 110 at FanDuel, minus 110 at points bet. So
1: minus 110 at DraftKings.
0: There you go. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We won't be back talking hoops tomorrow, but we will have a breakdown of the Thanksgiving games. So check that out. We'll also have week 12, right? Week 12 uh, NFL podcast out um, on Thursday as well. So make sure you're checking that out. So if you are checking out NBA, we'll be back Friday with some NBA stuff. No NBA games on Thursday. So good luck, everyone. And we'll see you again tomorrow.
1: Hey, kids.